Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Remember that year your Titans went up there yes. and got obliterated I wasn't there for that. I was not there. Oh. They wouldn't have lost like that if I was on the sideline. Oh. There's no way. <laughs> the, the edge I used to bring to the team holding the clipboard. Are you f***ing kidding me? They'd have been ready to play. Oh, there was some obliteration last week of the opponent at Foxborough. The Lions got shut out. Highest scoring team in the league doesn't score a damn point. I think Chris and I both picked them to win, and that was one of my best bets. Thank you, best bets, football gods. Two and one finally. And I would have been three and oh, but for the backdoor cover by the damn Falcons. But I'll take two and one. After two weeks of 0 and three and two weeks of one and two, I'll happily take one week of two and one. I'll also take a second straight week of 12 and four. Yes, I will. Extending the lead against Christopher as it relates to Woo. both the straight up and the against the spread. How do you go eleven and five straight up and four eleven and one against the spread? How does that happen? I I, do, I don't know either. It really is remarkable. You got to work hard to like uh, pull that off. I, I was shocked when I saw that. You know, I always know who I pick. I don't remember like what the spreads were as the week goes on after the games, and I. I was like, man, I think I did pretty good straight up, and you know, I never have a clue with the spreads really until I see it, and I just, whoa, four and eleven, what a crap show! I mean, that's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, we got to rebound. I'm not, I'm not out of it in any, any one area, uh, but I got to pick it up versus the spread for sure. It's been disappointing lately. Hard and to make I up picked, six games, and though. I picked the Patriots last week. Okay, don't, don't yeah, just. I know you did. Okay. You said we no, both the best bet. No, but no, you said we both bet. picked the Lions, and I just wanted to make. No, 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 we picked the Patriots. Okay, no, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Okay, good. We both picked the Patriots. I'm so used to losing. I'm retroactively losing. Well, yeah, you're we getting both old. We picked the too. Patriots. You're getting old. And it was one of my fuck you. It was one of my. 
It was one of my best bets. You're getting old. I mean, you know, I wish people could have saw before the show started when you were, you know, looking at your hair and the camera and all all the gray hairs and stuff. Well, Damn. I'm not worried about the gray hair. I'm worried about, like, this side over here. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I got to get a haircut again. I just got to shave it. I don't care that it's gray. This lighting is very favorable. See, why dye your hair when you can just use lighting that makes it look darker than it is? Although we were talking about the whole Tom Brady strategy. Maybe I will opt for jet black hair, Botox, not that he does Botox, uh, Blue Steel, Yeah. Uh, whenever he's at his press conference. It's working for him, so maybe it'll work for me. All right, on to the picks. Pete. Is that the face he makes right there? I don't know. You do it. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Freeze that. Make that his new photo. Make that his new photo. Blue for Steel. The, for the, uh, I got the black picks. lung, pop. Uh, here we go. Only 14 games this week, so we got some time to kill, which means we'll end up pissing it away and being behind. We've already we've already done that. Bobby D in England is very interested by these things we're talking about. Bet MGM providing the odds. Let's start with Thursday night football. I saw that Al Michaels was on radio in Chicago this week, and if he says if it's another game like it was last week, he's going to retire. Well, Al, it was nice knowing you. Commanders <laughs> one. One, who's the favorite here? The Commanders or the Bears, Pete? The Commanders. One, the Bears what, minus one. You can't one. read? You can't freaking read? You're getting that come, old? Come on. A, it was Bears minus one this morning. The Vegas money's coming in on the Commanders? I, hey, listen, we already know that Pete's math skills yeah. are very uh, uh, flawed, to say the least. On to the picks. We're out of time. Pete's pushing us forward. All right, who do you like in this one, Chris? I, 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 go with where you're seeing this right now. I like the Commanders in this one. I do. Wow. I, I do. I think they. I honestly, I think they're the better football team. The only area of their team that's not better is the offensive line, and I think they're playing a team in Chicago that doesn't have a good enough defensive line to really expose it to where. Carson Wentz is going to be under pressure and duress like he was against the Titans or the Cowboys or the Eagles. The Bears are not very good at rushing the passer. And they're somewhat conservative and simple on the defensive side as far as the secondary is concerned. And you know my thoughts. I like Washington's pass offense. You know, if they can protect Carson Wentz, I like the creativity of it and I like the talent. And I think this is a night where the stars align to where he'll have enough time to carve them up and – you know, the other thing I've been, I've been, you know, critical of dust up Del Rio for sure. Right. But their defense is close. It's close. It should be a little more dominant. There's no doubt about that. You know, they have moments though of suffocating offenses and they just need to find, you know, make a play a few more sacks. But I, I, I do yesterday, I spent some time really watching them and breaking down going, man, they're, they go through spurts and games where they're a handful. And I think against this offense, and all you got to really worry about is the run game and a very simple pass game. I just feel like there's too many advantages for the commanders in this one. I'm going 24-17, Washington. Tonight really will be three yards and a cloud of dust up at Soldier Field. The over-under is 38. I'm tempted to make the under one of my best bets. I think the Bears win this game 20-13. to Look, the Bears looked very good on Sunday. You throw in the distraction the unforced error from Ron Rivera and maybe he's operating at a higher level than I can contemplate to get the most out of Carson Wentz you know sometimes if all the students are mad at the teacher the students perform better and maybe that's what he was trying to do we'll see but this is a rare nationally televised look at the commanders we've got this ESPN article targeting Daniel Snyder I don't know that it affects the football team one way or the other 
I just think that the Bears have shown me more so far this year. They're at home. If they were playing in Washington, I would probably lean on the side of the commanders. This is one of those where the home field gives me the the final push, and I think it's a touchdown, maybe late, that gives the Bears the 20-13 to 13 win. All right, Good. let's move on Good to disagreement the disagreement to start it off. Here we go. Going to chip away. Chip, 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 yeah. chip, 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 chip. <laughs> you mean the way that I've chipped away through five weeks to build a six-game lead? Is right. That the kind I'm going to chip away at that going? chip. Keep That's chipping right. the way you've been doing. <laughs> uh, one o'clock Eastern on Sunday, the 49ers, who have spent the week down the road from me at the Greenbrier, no invitation from Kyle Shanahan to go down and hang <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, well, you've probably read one of those lost shitty headlines you might mail. write about them. <laughs> 49ers are five and a half point favorites against the Falcons, over under a 44 and a half. Do the 49ers continue to flex their muscle and show dominance against inferior teams, Chris? I, I think so. I, I mean, I, yes, I'm picking them to win the football game, obviously. The five and a half, it's a little too rich for me, all right? And and from this standpoint, what one, the 49ers are a pretty beat-up football team, so that scares me a little bit. And, you know, the Falcons, it's – the Falcons are a team that, you know, they manage the game. They play it the right way. They're one of the best running teams in football, and I know the 49ers' defense is one of the best, you know, run-stopping teams, the best run-stopping team in football. Um, but – I guess just at home with that running attack, all right, and then a an Atlanta defense that's a little more stout than I gave it credit for, not good against the pass, but can slow down the run, and I don't think the 49ers are going to tear up anybody in the pass. I don't know. It's two weeks on the road on the East Coast. I'm taking the 49ers 24-20, but I just couldn't go with the spread here. I, I'm, I'm going to say the Falcons kind of hang around and make it interesting. See, I think the 49ers are are finding their rhythm, hitting their groove, beating the Rams the way they did was the starting point. It continued last week with the blowout that ended Matt Rule's tenure in Carolina, and I think it's another big win for the 49ers. Gut feeling, Poston meatballs, 30-13. to 13. Maybe that's a headline that Kyle Shanahan won't be upset about, that I'm climbing on to the bandwagon and believing in his team. But I think they win this one. I think the Falcons really miss Cordell Patterson and the 49ers staying put. They've been very good they have. on You're this right. East Coast back-to-back 10 a.m. Pacific time start thing, right. although last week they started at 1 o'clock Pacific time. They've still mastered the art of getting everyone to buy in to the fact that they're not going to fly back and forth. They're going to stay put for the full week, go to the Greenbrier, and get it done, and I think they will. All right, Patriots – At the Browns, Bill Belichick going back to Cleveland. They fired him there, although it really wasn't the Browns. It was the Ravens who fired him. That's conveniently forgotten when people like to say, gee, the Browns are so bad they fired Bill Belichick. The Patriots are underdogs at Cleveland by two and a half points. The Browns are two and three. The Patriots are two and three. The over-under is 43. Who do you got in this one? I like the Patriots all the way. I do. This is one I I never really doubted it at all. Uh, You know, one – the biggest issue, and you, you heard me say this this morning, this might be the, the hottest running attack in football right now. I mean, the Patriots have absolutely just bludgeoned who's ever in front of them running the football the last few weeks. Dominated the Ravens, ran the ball at will. Ran the ball at will against Green Bay, ran the ball at will last week against Detroit, and now you're playing Cleveland's run defense? Man, Cleveland's run defense sucks, Mike. I mean, they suck. They really do. Miles Garrett's the only good defensive lineman on the football team. They got small middle linebackers. They got no size at D tackle. 
this group trying to stop the Patriots' run game, then, of course, it's going to Bailey Zappi. He's not going to have to do a whole lot, just like he's done so far. Just don't make a mistake and hit the open guy. And then on the other side, I got great respect for that Cleveland run game, but I don't think there's enough in the pass game to scare the Patriots there to where they have to put themselves in some crazy compromising position that way. So uh, I think it's a close one. I'm going to go Patriots, though, 24-20. I got exactly the same score. We spend way too much time together. Patriots, 24-20. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the Patriots are underdogs. I was a little surprised, too. This has best bet written all over. I mean, the Browns just have felt like they're missing something. And this is a team that should not be two and three. They should arguably be four and one. Possibly could be five and zero. Oh. You know, they they should have beaten the Chargers last week. I yeah, they I got no the one to blame but also, themselves in a lot of these. You're right. Patriots getting better before our eyes. This is the Bill Belichick approach. September is a continuation of the preseason. The real season starts in October. We saw that shutout win. I think they're going to continue that vibe this week. Jets three and two. Packers. Three and two, but the Packers seven and a half point favorites at Lambeau Field with an over under of 45 and a half. The Packers wearing their throwback uniforms where basically they peel the G off the helmet and they put on an old jersey. But it's something that the Packers wore apparently years ago. Is that enough to give them the kick in the ass they need? Because they're missing that element this year. They're not beating teams soundly and they've lost two games already out of five. The worst start through five games for Matt LaFleur during his time as head coach of the team. Yeah, you know, that's a big game for them, certainly. I I think you got one team that's going to be, you know, the human element, right, that we talk about. It's going to be, like, desperate a little bit. Like, wow, I can't believe we're three and two. And then another team coming into town, like, man, we couldn't be happier we're three and two. This is great. We're, like, in a game, and we mean something here in October. And I think that'll not bode well for the New York Jets. I think they're building some confidence and some culture there that you like, certainly. But I think the the thing I come to, one is, you know, the Jets defense, good. I'm not ready to say great. I think it's ranked number 10 in football right now. I don't think any it's anything really near the top 10 defense in the game. They've been fortunate to play, you know, some offenses that are incomplete, you know, and, and of course got last week with the, the Dolphins and a third-string quarterback. And I didn't love the look of that game. They got ran on. And they really moved the ball on the Jets' defense. Again, it was 19-17 with 10 minutes left in the game uh, with a third-string quarterback. I just think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball. I think it's going to be – and then off that, they have the few play-action passes. And, you know, with Green Bay, their defense is still good. Um, they're a little too much bend, don't break, don't make enough plays, in my opinion. But I think they get back on track this week. I'm going to pick them to cover. Uh, it, it's hard to pick wow. them to cover. I know I'm going to go 28-20, but you know, like you said it right. I, I don't know. They're one of those teams where I feel like you, you took the other team off the field. They're going to squeak out a win right now. They are, are they capable of winning by eight points? I'm not sure, uh, but that's what I'm going to go with here. Yeah, I'm 27-20, and I think that the Jets do cover. I just don't think the Packers are good enough to do anything more than win by seven or fewer, but I think they will indeed win the game. I think Aaron Rodgers becoming more motivated to pile up wins, not just to qualify for the playoffs, win the division. He doesn't want to be second place in the division. He doesn't want to be wild card, go on the road. But remember, Chris, 
I said before the season, it may be in the Packers' best interest when the postseason rolls around to not be playing games at home. Yeah. To not feel like they have something to lose. Because they won the Super Bowl in 2010 with the nothing-to-lose mindset that came from being the sixth seed. Yeah. When yeah. they're the one seed, they freeze up. When they're a low seed, yeah. they say, what the hell? Let's You're right. cut it loose, which You're right. is what we've said Aaron Rodgers needs to to do in the postseason. Yeah. No, you're exactly right about it. I think you look at some of their good runs, right? Whether that's losing in the NFC Championship game to the Atlanta Falcons, it was like, we didn't expect that. But Rodgers went into Dallas, right? And they were like, wait, where nobody expects us to win. I'm going to throw some lasers and make some magic happen, and we're going to pull this shit off. And you're right. There is something about that to them. Um, we'll see if they can get it going. I got, I got some questions about this Packers football team. I think this week they get back on track. Remember that throw to Jared Cook in that Cowboys Insane. game? Insane. Insane. That was the one of the greatest throws in the history of, of football, really. The degree of difficulty, the magnitude of the moment. I mean, to put the ball three yards out of bounds to where the guy, only your guy could get it and put it on the money like that, running to his left, right? That was insane. Let's move on to another game on the slate, an AFC South showdown between the Jaguars and the Colts. The Colts are favored by one and a half, which means they would have to score – any points at all, which they didn't do against the Jaguars earlier this year. But this one is in Indy. They can't win in Jacksonville, but they do have a shot in Indianapolis against the Jaguars. They had a few extra days to rest. They have that burst of confidence from somehow beating the Broncos in overtime over under a 42. Do the Colts get to three, two and one, which would be an amazing accomplishment considering how badly they've struggled early in the season it, it would be I, I'm not going to pick it to happen I, I just I don't think they're as good as Jacksonville you know Jacksonville yeah they made some mistakes and let Tex the Texans hang around and lost that last week week before that showed some you know immaturity and losing to, to Philadelphia I, I think this is a game they get back on track one I think their defense is going to can suffocate this Colts offense I do you know, again it Matt Ryan, I give him a lot of credit last week for how he worked the pocket and how much pressure he was under and still finding ways to complete the ball and move the ball just enough. But I don't think he's going to be able to pull off some of that this week. I don't. I, th I think the Jaguars' D-line is better. They'll be able to overwhelm them that way. I think we still got Jonathan Taylor, right? That's an issue. And, you know, the Colts' defense, again, I like it, but I don't think it's great. I think Doug Peterson and, and the Jaguars know how to attack it. I'm going to go with the Jaguars here, 23-20. Yeah, look, I think that the Colts will win this game. I think it's a point of pride. Now, of course, I thought that when they went to Jacksonville a few weeks ago, but I don't know what's happened to the Jaguars the past couple of weeks. And that loss to Texas or the Texans is very yeah. troubling to me. I mean, the Texans hadn't won a game. They hadn't been embarrassed by anyone, but you know, they'd lost eight in a row already, the Texans. They knew what they were getting into, and to not be able to score more than six points in that game, that just sends off alarms for me, and it, it makes me wonder whether or not the word's already out there on what the Jaguars are trying to do offensively. I hear you. And teams have figured out how to shut it down, and right. Trevor Lawrence has been ordinary the past couple of weeks after a strong start to the season. So I'll go Colts 20-17. to 17. That defense is very strong, and the offense is doing just enough. They may get Jonathan Taylor back this week. That's the key thing to remember. They beat the Broncos without Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines exited on like one of the first plays from scrimmage yeah. the concussion. They moved right. on to Deion Jackson for crying out loud. So they 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 I think can pull this off and start to make something happen. We had written them off. We had left them for dead. 
but the Colts may start finding a way to win some of these games and force themselves into the conversation in the AFC. So I got 20-17 to 17 Colts over the Jaguars. All right, let's go to Miami. Rematch of Super Bowl VIII. The Vikings and the Dolphins. The Vikings favored by three and a half because the Dolphins are down to their third-string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. Tyreek Hill has a foot problem. He had the quad issue last week. Over under of 46. It's going to be 83 degrees. The Vikings will probably be in their purple jerseys. I don't know if it's going to be quite the same as it was the day that the Bills lost one guy after another to heat-related issues because I think it was 90 that day. Do the Dolphins end this two-game losing streak, and do they make that Vikings Four and one record look a little more realistic as to what the team is by dropping them to four and two. Man, I want to pick the Dolphins. I do. I just can't do it. I just, I just can't all the way here. And I do think there's some things that are favorable in this matchup for them. I do. I think what you know, one, yeah, the third string quarterback, yeah, that that's a real thing. And you know, I I just I guess I gotta see it to believe it first here before I I really buy into it. Even though I saw some positive things last week, and I think the best thing that they did last week is they got the run game going a little bit. You know, that's where I do look at it and go, man, if they if they start running on Minnesota, maybe they can pull this off upset off. Uh, but I think just because of the third string quarterback and then the way the Vikings offense is playing. And the Dolphins' defense, even though very opportunistic and making plays, I mean, again, we're we're kind of seeing teams now. Maybe we overvalued them. Teams are kind of moving the ball on them every week now, and that's what worries me. I think more than anything, I'm not like definitely going against the Dolphins because of Skylar Thompson. I think I'm going against them a little bit because I go, man, the Dolphins. Um, you can run the ball on them a little bit, and we know they're going to give you some opportunities to make some plays against one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside. And to me, that's when Minnesota's at its best. They run the ball a little bit. You know this better than anybody. And now it's, wait, we're worried about Dalvin Cook. We're filling up the A-gap. Oh, you know, Justin Jefferson's behind us for a 15, 20-yard gain. And uh, that, that's where I ultimately worry about the Dolphins in this matchup, and that's where I'm going to, I'm going to take Minnesota in a close one, 23-21. I, I just I don't believe the Vikings are as good as four and one would suggest. And this is only their second true road game of the year. They beat the Lions at home. They went to neutral site London to barely beat the Saints. And then they pulled a rabbit out of their ass against the Bears after blowing a twenty one to three lead at home this past Sunday. This is hostile territory. Dolphins fans are all in. They're showing up for these games, although it's kind of a weird vibe right now. Who knows if there'll be some empty seats this weekend, and who knows if there'll be some Vikings fans infiltrating the stadium. But I think this is where the Vikings' luck runs out. They have been using late-game magic to try to win these contests, and this is just one of those where you flip the coin and it lands uh, on tails when you've been calling heads for three straight weeks. Vikings lose 24-21 to the Dolphins. I think Mike McDaniel will have a game plan that will exploit the weaknesses in the Vikings' defense, which are plentiful at this point. They haven't been very good at stopping people. They haven't been good at holding leads. They've just managed to pull it together late in the game, and I don't see it happening in Miami. If this game was in Minnesota, I'd feel differently. In Miami, I think the Dolphins win 24-21. The Bengals back in the bayou with Joe Burrow. Two-point favorites. Only two-point favorites at the Saints the Saints beat the Seahawks in that building last week to get to two and three. The Bengals surprisingly at two and three. They're better than that. They've lost all three games in walk-off fashion. Do the Bengals walk away with a victory as two-point favorites over the Saints, Chris? I'm going to say no. 
I don't think it's a good matchup for the Bengals. Wow. I don't. I don't I you know, again, the Bengals offense, it stinks. There's nothing to it. It's just Joe Burrow, Higgins, and Jamar Chase making plays. Offensive line, it's arguably worse than last year. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, it, it's bad. And the Saints, even though their defense and defensive line aren't as dominant as years past, it's still a really good defensive line. You know, the 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 Saints, their biggest issue, like even in the game last week, and this is where it's scary, is just big plays. I mean, last week, if you watched the highlights in the Seattle Seahawks, that's those were the plays. They either went for no yards or a 50-yard touchdown. I'm going to guess that they realize that's the only way that the Bengals have a chance to beat them. And because there's no run game to worry about, I think they're going to be able to go, hey, let's protect the big play to Jamar Chase and all of that. And on the offensive side of the ball, I, I think the Taysom Hill thing is going to be a real factor. I do. I, I just think it's another element. They got the run game going. Last week was the first time the offensive line for the Saints was healthy, and you saw what they could do. They opened up some big holes for Kamara and Taysom Hill. I'm going to say they win a tough, close football game, and the Bengals kind of lose in walk-off fashion once again. Saints 23, Bengals 20. I got Bengals 28-20. to 20. I think this is a game where Joe Burrow takes over and delivers victory. Going back to New Orleans is going to be a kick in his ass. They, they've been in every game. They could have won every game. They're better than 2-3. and three. They can't afford to lose this one. This is a gotta-have-it game for the Cincinnati Bengals against a team that, that I really don't know what the Saints' identity is right now. They can't have the same lineup for two straight weeks because of all the injuries they've had. I just think this is one where the Bengals know it's all hands on deck to get a victory, to get to three and three, and then see where they are and go from there. So I like the Bengals 28-20, and I think Joe Burrow is going to have a big day, notwithstanding the issues with the offensive line. He's had big days despite plenty of offensive line Yeah, you're right. He has. Here's, Here's a fascinating one. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Giants coming back from London where they came back from 17-3 to down to win 27-20, I think was the final score of that game. 27-22, there was that late safety. The Giants are six-point underdogs at home with an over-under of 45. I, I heard your reaction. You're struggling with this one. Yeah. You're going to go with the emotional hedge, I predict. You're going to pick the Ravens to win, but you'll be happy to be wrong because that'll mean that your Giants have mustered a victory. Right, like you just did with the Dolphins-Vikings matchup. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, legitimately, I'm on the fence with this one. Uh, I am. I'm going to pick the Ravens to win the game for one reason, and it's really just Lamar Jackson. I think it's a very evenly matched game. I don't feel any better about the Ravens' defense after last week. Again, they, they play the team that they, you know, maybe the, one of the only teams in football where their front four could get home against and they didn't have to do crazy blitzes and the Bengals. So because of that, you know, again, I don't know if the Giants can take advantage of the Ravens' pass defense. I don't know if they're talented enough in that area to do that. And the Giants, which are a really good running football team, the one thing is the Ravens, are they, they can stop the run. I don't doubt that. And they always kind of maybe overplay their hand to stop the run a little too much. But I do know that, man, the Giants play the right way and they execute. And it's been very consistent that way. And, of course, Wink Martindale on the Giants, defensive coordinator, he knows he knows this, this offense and, and how to defend it too. Uh, but 
it's really just the Lamar factor. I'm going to say Lamar makes a play or two late in the football game that gets them over the edge to win a tight one here. I still might make this a best bet, but I'm going to go Ravens 20, Giants 17. So you may make it a best bet as what? As the Giants cover? Yeah. Yeah, I might. Because yeah. I like, I, I mean, I'm picking 20 to 13. I mean, 20 to 17. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants won this 20 to 17 either. So there, there's a part of me. I just don't see this game being anything more than six points, no matter who wins. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I've got the Giants scoring a touchdown late to make 20 to 17 into 24 20 and yeah. the Giants win. Yeah. And it's that Wink Martindale angle that I think makes the difference. And also, Brian Dable's got something special going on there. He told me after the game about the whole no excuses, uh, no building excuses. Doesn't matter that we have to play a week after playing in London. Doesn't matter that they have these injuries. Nothing matters. They just show up and they play and they play hard. And they've they've been the story of the day. And on a day when the Cowboys and Eagles are getting together on Sunday night, it's a strong reminder before we even get to dusk that the Giants – are going to have to be dealt with by both of those teams. And, and you know, all the talk about Cowboys-Eagles, Cowboys-Eagles, Cowboys-Eagles. Let's go remind everybody we're part of this too. And I could see Brian Dayball articulating that message to his players. Sure. And I think they will steal that victory. We have disagreed on several games so far. By my count, there are, holy crap, we've disagreed on four in a row. Woo! And that's five in all. Don't call so it a far. comeback, baby. I'm coming back at the third. I'm all at right. the one-third pole. I'm coming back. <laughs> well, there was a week we disagreed on seven, and I went six and one. Yeah, which is one of the big uh, reasons it's why karma's I'm so a bitch. It's coming back, okay? Karma's Buccaneers a- <laughs> at the Steelers. The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. The Steelers are in free fall at one and four. Tom Brady has fared well in Pittsburgh, especially in playoff games. But of course, Steelers uh, players from past years believe that was because of the Spygate dynamic playing out, especially in the 2004 AFC Championship. Does Brady and what likely will be his last trip ever to what used to be known as Heinz Field emerge not just with a victory, but with enough points to cover the spread, Chris? What's the name of the field now? The field formerly known as Heinz. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I'm going to call it Heinz forever, too. Screw the new company that paid millions for it. Um, uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. The Joint Megapix podcast presented by Screw the Company. That, <laughs> Unless it's Google Pixel, then I then yeah. screw it's them. Not, I'm not going to remember, not, okay? Um, something called Acrisure. Okay, okay. Uh, I still have no idea what that is. But, I mean... Uh, I'm going Buccaneers, obviously. Who the fuck is going to pick the Steelers to win a football game right now? Uh, they they stink. I don't know what like what else. Is, it's, I feel like the mystique of Steeler lore is like making this only eight and a half. I think Brady and company are going to throw the ball all over this defense, just like we saw, not to the extent Josh Allen. That was insane. But I, I don't see that stopping it. And then now – Oh, wait, all we have to do – I mean, the, the, they could take most of their D linemen off the field and still stop the Steelers' run game. So then all we got to do is worry about the pass game and some of that. I'm going 28-13 bucks here in this one. Yeah, I don't think they cover. Of course, I didn't think that the Bills would cover last week and they would have covered a 34-and-a-half point you're, spread. You're flawed by Steelers' years of overcoming shit like this. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing that, that influences me here. Um the Buccaneers didn't cover last week, and they were one of my best bets. And yeah. they had that backdoor bullshit cover by the Falcons, <laughs> and the Falcons almost won the game. So I don't know that the Buccaneers are as good as everybody thinks. I know. They are. I'm not sure They're either. Definitely not as good as the Bills. No. So 
It would be different if it was the Bills or the Chiefs coming to town this week, but it's the Bucks, and I think the Steelers can keep it close. I think it's 24-17 Buccaneers, but pride comes into play at some point for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially when playing at home. I think it's less likely that, that, the, that the players are going to give up, and there's been some suggestion that maybe they did. I don't think that's going to happen this week. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to let it happen. I think it's 24-17. Buccaneers win, but Steelers cover. Let's go ahead and take a break. We will turn our attention to the late afternoon games, including Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen in the latest round of their rivalry. We'll do that when PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned the Joint Mega Picks podcast continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. PFTPM Chris Sims unbuttoned the weekly joint mega picks podcast. We turn our attention to the late afternoon games, of which there are three for at least the third straight week. Panthers at the Rams. The Rams are 11 point favorites against a team that fired its head coach and then the interim coach fired several assistants. 41 and a half over under. It's the biggest spread of the week as the Rams try to get right. They're at two and three. The Panthers at one and four. If the Rams are ever going to get right, this is the week to do it against a team that kind of feels like it's in shambles, Chris. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm picking them to win the game. I, I don't. I'm not picking them to cover that spread, though. I'm not. I just don't trust the Rams enough on the offensive side of the ball to get that done. I mean, the Rams. It's it's ugly every week right now. I mean, it's ugly. They got, and this is a pretty good defensive front and a team that can play some pass defense. And, you know, the, their issue has always been run defense with the Carolina Panthers, and I don't give a shit. The Rams aren't going to be able to run the ball on them. The Rams can't run the ball on anybody. Their whole line is, it's, you know, it, there's one thing in common with the bottom offenses in football. They have crap O-lines, and Matthew Stafford's been getting killed. And I just think with Steve Wilkes taking over the defensive coordinator spot, I actually think that's like not good for the Rams. It's like, you know, I don't know what to expect from them totally. They're going to break the mold of a little bit of what they've been. Uh, Rams winning the game, but I'm going to make it 20 to 13 in this one. Uh, ugly, ugly win. 
I think this is a Sean McVay, all hands on deck, get right game. And they're going to come out and try to win convincingly to convince the players that they can be as good as they were last year, that this is the kickstart of whatever is going to happen after this. And who knows what will happen after this, but I think they have their way with the Panthers for all the reasons I've discussed. New head coach, turmoil in the coaching staff. You've got P.J. Walker playing quarterback because Baker Mayfield is going to be out for two to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Sam Darnold's not close to coming back. I think the Rams find a way to get this one done and to cover the spread, even though it's 11 points. All right, Cardinals at the Seahawks. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. This game moves back to 5.30 p.m. Eastern if the Mariners win today or Saturday That's in BS. whatever's going on with baseball. Um, so Why, can't, uh, why yeah. is that? Did they not build parking lots big enough? What is, what is the problem? I don't understand this. I, I, I find it amazing anytime football stands down to baseball. Football's big enough that it should be able to say to baseball, it's not our problem. It's your problem. I, I, but I I'm guess shocked. in Seattle, where everybody is caught up in the Mariners and the Seahawks are now the afterthought, maybe the Seahawks have to be deferential to the Mariners because the Mariners are good for the first time in a long time and the Seahawks are meh for the first time in a long time. So maybe that's the easy explanation. I'm surprised the league let them do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, everything, yeah. everything about it surprises it's me. It's surprising. So anyway, yeah. anyway, whenever they play the game and play the game they will, who do you like? I'm taking the Cardinals to win the game. I think this this Cardinals defense is good. You know, they're a pain in the butt. They do a lot of different things. And as as fun as Geno and company have been to watch and all of that, you know, I think they can, you know, I'm not going to say squash it. I think Geno and them are going to make their plays. They're explosive right now. Geno's playing great. And you talk about Kenneth Walker, the two receivers, Geno, Noah Fant, they got those are explosive skill positions. So I think they do make a few plays. It's the the few and far uh, the few and far between aspect that, that it's a little bit concerning sometimes with the Seahawks. It's kind of feast or famine. It's kind of like I, I said I think earlier today. It's like a one yard run or it's a seventy yard run. It's like an incomplete pass or it's a fifty yard bomb. And I don't think that's going to work against the Cardinals. And of course the other issue is the Seahawks defense is the worst in football. And it's not like figuratively. It's literally the worst in football. And I don't love the Cardinals' offense, but they're at least patient and they take care of the ball for the most part. I think they win a close one up in Seattle, 27-24. Yeah, look, I believe in the Seahawks in this one because they have shown us that they can be very good. The offense is explosive. Geno Smith has been phenomenal. Ken Walker the third taking over at the starting tailback position due to the broken leg suffered by Rashad Penny uh. is going to give that team a lift. I, I just I th not nothing against Rashad Penny. I just think they love Ken Walker. They wouldn't have used a second round pick on him if yeah. they didn't. And we saw last week eight carries for eighty eight yards and a touchdown in the loss to the Saints. I just think that you know you're throwing the Mariners vibe. The Seahawks have kind of jumped onto the coattails. I I just feel like the Seahawks win this one. It's this is pasta and meatballs territory for me. Seahawks thirty, Cardinals twenty seven. Although this won't be a best bet because yeah, the card with the Cardinals you just never know which team's going to show up. No, well, it's just it's it's ugly. It's a struggle. I mean, it, it's just every week. I mean, when you really look at them, I mean, it's twenty six to sixteen against Carolina, and it was ugly. And their defense made two plays to kind of help them out. Last week, ugly against the Eagles. The week before that, four field goals, twenty to twelve against the Rams. I mean, there's just you're right. It's 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 few and far between. But I'm gonna take Kyler and that bad Seahawks offense. Just just gives them enough in this one. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. The game of the afternoon. 
two of your guys Woo! conflicted, your boy Blue and your homie yeah. coming together in Kansas City, site of two playoff games each of the past two years that the Chiefs found a way to win. The Bills won convincingly last year in the regular season. The Bills are three-point favorites. First time ever that Patrick Mahomes is a home underdog. 54 over under. That's the highest of the week. Fireworks galore, hopefully. Who do you think wins? I am excited about this, and I am excited about these two guys going against each other because, uh, you know, you said you said it this morning. It's it's Manning Brady, right? I even brought up Magic Bird. I, these are guys that like they're they're looking at everything they do. It's the these are the only guys that threaten each other. These two, in my opinion, and I think you share the same opinion, are clearly the two best quarterbacks in football. They are on another level from everybody else. It's those two, and then we can start the rest of the countdown. That's to where it is, in, in my opinion. And they're both playing at a very high level. They're both capable of carving you up through the offense or backyard magic. And that's where they're amazing. I think the biggest thing I come down to here is really the Bills' defense. I think this is the first time the Bills' defense is got enough firepower. And especially I think what I think is on the defensive line to, to create some issues for Kansas City. You know, in years past, they you've heard me say this, they had to finagle ways to get pressure and help out their front four against Kansas City and have Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano stand at the line of scrimmage and they drop out or one blitzes, one drops out and do crazy things like that. They don't have to do that stuff anymore because their front four is good enough. It's deep enough. It's, I think, somewhat almost healthy here for this matchup altogether, I think that's going to make a big difference for them and, and not give Mahomes and company so many favorable looks down the field in the passing game. So because of that and the way Josh Allen's playing, I'm going to take them to win on the road here, 30-24 to 24 Bills. What's your thoughts well, here? I, I've got 31-24 for a lot of the same reasons you think. I, yeah. I, I see the Bills as the better team right now. Right. And, you know, somebody – made the argument this week. Uh, you know, you've got the Chiefs at number two in your power rankings. They're four and one. The Vikings are number 11. They're four and one. What's really the difference between these two teams? And, you know, have the Chiefs been dominant yet? I mean, look at how they had to screw around with the Raiders. And short week, even though they didn't have to travel on either end of the two games, it's one fewer day to get ready. It's, uh, you know, they had a hard-fought 60-minute game against the Raiders. That is a factor. When you consider... They played Monday night, and it was tooth and nail to get the win. And the Bills had walk in the park. Yeah, and we're in out Richard of the park game the, the day before. Quarter, right. Yeah, you got Case Keenum out there. You got backups. You get a little extra rest. That's a factor too. I, I just think the Bills are the better team on both sides of the ball right now. Playoffs? Who knows? That's part of the Chiefs' mystique. For now, though, regular season. Better team is the Bills. I don't care where they're playing this game. I like the Bills by a touchdown, thirty-one to twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what you're, you know. We talk about these two quarterbacks. you got the same sentiment I do, right? You think these two are playing on another level, right, compared to the rest of the league right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right? And I don't even know who number three would be. The gap is so big, I don't even know who would justify coming in at number three behind those two because those two are so good right now because Aaron Rodgers isn't having an Aaron Rodgers season. Right. Tom Brady hasn't been great. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I don't know. Statistically. Maybe by default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that Geno Smith right. would be in that conversation of Herber all people. Herbert's but, still know. close there. Yeah. You know. 
but you're right. It's it, it is it's 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 interesting. It really is, and that, that's why I think it's awesome. Is it's they're both playing awesome. I think they're both teams on a mission. Kansas City's defense is better than years past too. They are. So that's where it's you know it's also interesting. But I think Buffalo's offensive line's as good as it's been in the last three years too. To where you know Josh Allen won't be as under as much pressure and 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 stress and everything that way to make it all happen. So it's it's uh, that's where I think it's really fun. And you know again the coaching matchup itself, Andy and Spags, and Andy having to deal with McDermott and Spagnuolo having to deal with Ken Dorsey and all that. There's there's a lot of good things to look at in this one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the Bills are just a better football team right now. And let me ask you this, just this little element, because you talked about Kansas City and nothing's been like real comfortable or easy, but I don't know why I still get the sense like when teams play Kansas City, they're like, oh gosh, it's Kansas City. Oh, it's still Kansas City. And they're the standard of the AFC. And I don't feel like the Bills quite get that respect from the other teams yet even though I we both agree they're in that category but I don't know that's just what I feel sometimes to where it can be misleading with the Kansas City Chiefs I, do you feel that way I not as strongly as you do because right. I do think the Bills have a mystique now I just think that that with the Bills they're going to kill you quickly with the Chiefs it's going to happen inevitably they'll let you hang around but at some point, you're going to have that Harlem Globetrotters move by Patrick Mahomes that, you know, he he he's running around with his hair on fire and he pulls a rabbit out of his hat. And he does it in a way that is far more entertaining and dramatic than anyone else does. Yeah. And I think the other teams are just kind of bracing for that. Like at some point, Mahomes is going to do one of his trademark things and it's going to break our back. Whereas the Bills are just going to break your back early um, for the most part. They, right. they, they haven't been dominant every week. They they uh they had to you know come from down seventeen to beat the Ravens and they lost to the to the Dolphins but what they did last week is what they want to do yeah they want to show up early they want to kick your ass and they don't want it to come down to the last thirteen minutes where they have to hold a lead like they failed to do in the playoffs against the Chiefs and, last and, year and yeah, I hope yeah. that we get a rematch I hope oh, and nothing against any other teams in the AFC I'm with you but I hope that the Bills and the Chiefs don't screw up the rematch. By not focusing on their division round opponent, assuming that the playoff tree sets up for them to meet in the AFC championship game. Because my big concern is one of those two teams is going to trip and fall on their way to what we assume is going to be round three in the postseason. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm with you there, too. I'm, I'm, that's the most important thing. I want to see that matchup, too, to go to the Super Bowl. It would just be unbelievable ratings, TV, everything there. Um, that, that'll be, that'll be, uh, cool to see. I was going to say something else, but I can't, oh, even, you know, I do your point with the bills, you know, the, yeah, the, even in those games that you talk about the dolphins and the Ravens, there were still points of that game where they were really dominant, right? They, they blew about 25 opportunities against the dolphins to kind of control the game and even borderline, like blow them out. And then the Ravens game, it was mistakes the first half. A lot of drop passes, balls through wet hands, tipped in the air, things like that. And then they dominated the second half, to your point. So it's the NFL. It's never easy to dominate a whole game. But they certainly have shown more dominance, I think, throughout the year as compared to Kansas City. I wonder if a team's ever had on back-to-back -back road games more dramatic differences in weather conditions and what the Bills dealt with from at Miami to at Baltimore. Yeah, right. I, I Unbelievable. And uh, they at least won one of those two games. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll look at the primetime games 
for week six, including the last unbeaten team in the NFL trying to hold serve at home against the Cowboys when PFTPM and Chris Sims unbutton continue right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Here we are, PFTPM Chris Sims on Button Sunday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys go to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in to me, the most fascinating game of the day because, as I've said before, and this just isn't me trying to get my paycheck for the week, Bills and Chiefs, we know they're good. Cowboys and Eagles, we still don't really know what we have, especially with the Eagles, especially with that offense. And in comes one of the best defenses in all of football. Six-point underdogs are the Cowboys with an over-under of 42 what will the Cowboys do against the Eagles in hostile territory, a place they play every single year, and I'm sure they thrive on going to Philadelphia. They relish the opportunity to go in there and beat the Eagles, give them their first loss of the year. Will Jerry Jones be drinking a little extra Johnny Walker blue after this one, Chris? Oh, I know. He, he's hilarious. Like I told you a few weeks ago, I got a firsthand look at him at the Giants game on Monday Night Football. I was kind of sitting right below the uh, owner's box there in the mezzanine level. And he was funny how he kind of quietly taunts the fans. He's really good. You know, gave them some puckered lips when they were talking trash. You know, when they went up to take the lead, to kind of finally take the lead and control the game, and some Giant fans were leaving, and they were yelling things at him. He was kind of shooing his fingers, like, yeah, get out of here. See ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. He was really funny. So uh, this is a big one. We know that. And you're right. There's some things. We know Philadelphia is really good. It's just like, how good? Are they what we think they are, that they're like the, the most dominant team in the NFC? I think this will solidify that they can win the football game. The Cowboys, I think we know, are good too. It's just like the same thing. How good? And what I want to see too, Mike, and like to your point here, is just the, the defense is obviously one of the top five-ish in football. That's not going to change. But they're on the verge to what I told you this morning where I start to go – is this like the 2015 Broncos or the 2017 Jaguars where like the defense can almost win games by itself on a weekly basis? Like they're always going to score a touchdown or they're always going to set up the offense for a 10-yard drive to get a touchdown? That's what they're kind of on the verge of right now, which is special. And that's where when I get into the matchup, I go, man, my biggest complaint about the Eagles so far this year is they become too pass-happy. 
And even last year, early on in the season, in Dallas, and I know this team's different now, but they were too pass-happy in that football game, and they looked up, and they were getting blown up by, blown out by the Cowboys. The Cowboys want you to throw. They got a great secondary. They got, I think, three corners that are in the conversation for the best three you know, combo in football as far as Diggs, Jordan Lewis, and um, Anthony Brown. I mean, it's good. And then we know that pass rush. Oh, you want to pass the ball? They're dying to get let, unleash the dogs and go after you that way. So that's, to me, the only way I think the Eagles mess this up is that they go a little too pass heavy. That's when Micah Parsons gets the strip sack or Dexter Lawrence or they stress out your, your protections here. I think this will be the week that – they finally see that, man, we need Dak Prescott to beat these kind of football teams here. I'm going to take the Eagles to win the football game only because I just don't quite trust the Dallas offense yet. I don't. Cooper's been good, but I'm not sold they're going to be able to run on this crew, and I just don't think he's going to be able to make enough plays throwing the football to beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia in this environment, 24-17 Eagles. So you have the Eagles winning and covering. I do. I was going to do a needle thread, not not a, a narrow needle. It's a six-point thing, but – you know, a little half. I thought about that with the Giants, too. Like, you're protected either way. You, you pick one team to win straight up. You pick the other to win against the spread. I, I, I decided screw it with the Giants, and I'm saying screw it with the Cowboys. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm taking the Cowboys to win 20-19, to 19, a score that you know very well from Super Bowl 25. That's right. Cowboys eke out a victory. Cowboys defense does enough. And I don't know if you're looking at the document that we share. But I do as you see were that double barrel there. Jerry Jones, it made me think of Bud Adams. At what point does Jerry Jones sufficiently lose the filter, as if he ever had one, where he starts going double-barreled middle finger oh, I to hope the he loses it soon. I think it's coming. <laughs> I, I think so. it's coming. He's about 80 Right. Bud Adams was well into his 80s when he started doing the double-barreled middle finger routine, and uh, we can only hope that Jerry starts doing it. No, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. I, I don't want him to lose his marbles and then start doing it either. I want his marbles to be there so he can really take it in and keep shooting them back. But, yeah, it'll be uh, it, this is going to be a fun one. It is. There's a lot of studs on the field across the board here, and that Eagles O-line versus that Dallas D-line Woo, man. And then, of course, Dallas has the, the – the problem with the Eagles is, you know, they got checks and balances for everything. You overplay the run, they got a nice RPO game, or he keeps it on the read option, and then, oh, wait, you have somebody there to stop him on the read option, and he throws the ball out to Dallas Goddard in the flat or something like that. They're great at screens. You know, we've yet to see a team make Philadelphia have to throw the ball more than they want to. Dallas does have that chance to do that. Their speed, their front seven, it's real. And, you know, I, I know Jalen Hurts has played really good, but I still come away watching games going, all right, it's good, but I'm not blown away by it. You know, you heard me say today, there's just, you know, games, hey, Washington a few weeks ago, yeah, they won 24 to 8. He threw five jump balls and didn't really throw one legit, what I would call NFL throw the whole game. Right, and so that's where I'm not sold in them to in totality yet that way. But still, I'm going to take the Eagles to win the game, and I am excited to see those crazy fuckers on that Dallas D line versus that that Eagles O line. And this disagreement reverberates into Sunday night because you and I are tied at four and two in the Lowe's home team picks challenge. We're in like a four way tie behind Matthew Barry, who's at five and oh, one. Oh, what? Jeez. So hopefully, hopefully everyone will take. 
the Eagles, and I'll get a chance to gain ground against everyone else. All right, Monday Night Football, Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Broncos, 11 days to recover from that debacle last Thursday night, over under a 45-and-a-half. Russell Wilson will play despite this shoulder injury that we're not really sure whether or not it's a real injury or whether it's just an embellishment slash excuse for how poorly he played last week. (laughs) Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We were talking about that earlier. If you're looking for number three after Mahomes and Allen, maybe it is Herbert right now. Do the Chargers get the win and move to four and two, Chris? I'm going to say yes. I don't feel comfortable about it. I'm not going to pick it as a best bet. The Chargers have some things that concern me. Uh, I, but I, I ultimately, I'm going to pick them because I just I have no faith in the Broncos' offense. I don't. Now, the thing where you give them a fighting chance in this football game is can they run the ball? Can the Broncos run the ball in the Chargers? I think there's a good chance they can. You know, that, that's where it's a little bit scary. And if they start to have their way in their run game, damn, it'd be one where I'd like to take my finger, you know, or put it back on the checker and go, well, I'll take, I'll take Denver. So that's where I'm a little scared. But at home, you know, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, I, I, I'm just going to go with th- that factor of I just trust him and the offense a little bit more. You know, they, they can – they can run the ball just enough on everybody to keep you honest there. And, of course, like you just said, they're, he's special at quarterback, and they're pretty damn good in the passing game. But the Broncos are a really good defensive football team here. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go M- Herbert makes a few more plays type of thing here in this one, 23-20 Chargers. But I don't feel real comfortable about this. I think it is a good matchup for the Broncos. I think the Chargers win. I think the Broncos are having issues across the board. I don't know that it's enough to fix in just 11 days. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is a little stubborn about making changes. I think he's just going to keep banging his head against the wall and hoping for better results, which may not be a good result for him after his first year ends. I've got the Chargers 27-16. I think they win. I think they cover. I just don't think the Broncos have enough. And I think the Chargers see an opportunity here to get some separation and make it a two-team race with them and the Chiefs in the AFC West. And I think the Chargers even more invigorated if the Chiefs pick up a loss on Sunday against the Bills, as we both think they will. Let's take a break. We will regather and regroup and reformulate our best bets for week six when we conclude the PFTPM Chris Sims Unbuttoned Joint Megapix podcast right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Here we go. Best bets time. Whoa. On the Sims Unbuttoned PFTPM Joint Megapix Podcast. Somebody kept screwing up. That last segment, so we couldn't get started. I don't know who it was. We've never done that. That person is a complete and total amateur and should resign and retire 
from the well, profession. I, I can't right. believe you wanted to redo it. It was great. The natural way, the best piss podcast or whatever the hell you said. And then you came back and fucked it up again. It was awesome. <laughs> I was starting to call it the piss Sims unbuttoned. Maybe that's what we should call. It. Uh, I, I think know. a lot that of people do call it that. Piss. I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, best bets time. Give me one. All right. I'm going tonight. I am. I'm going commander. I hate when you do that. I know I you hate do. When you do I, that. I love it. I love that you hate it. I love it because it just gives me a one a 0 lead into the weekend and no, you feel the that's pressure. That's the point. Yeah. You save them for Sunday. Hey, you I'm, don't I'm, 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 I'm losing. I got to try to just win like here. Your weed. This save one. Save for Friday. Well, I'm going to smoke lots of weed and enjoy this one and stress out maybe not as much because I'll be on weed. So it'll be relaxing. But either way, I, this is the one that just jumps out to me. I, I like the Commanders. I think they're clearly the better team, and I think this is actually a team they kind of match up with. with. So 24-17 uh, Commanders, I'm taking it. All right. Uh, I've got the Patriots as underdogs at Cleveland. Are you kidding me? The Patriots, the way they played last week, they're rounding into form. The Browns find a way to screw it up. I like the Patriots to win the game and more importantly, for these purposes, cover the spread. Who else you got? Yeah, I know I'm, I, that one. I got a star next to. I thought about it too. I I, I did, um, and I don't know exactly what's scaring me away. Uh, exactly, maybe it's Zappy and them being in Cleveland. But I'm gonna go Saints here. I am. I think this is Ooh. another team. Yeah, Ooh. I know. I Ooh. like it. You and know it, why? You know I, what my next one is. Are you going the Bengals? I'm going the Bengals. Good boy. You're so scared. You actually pronounced the the name right for a change. I am taking the Bengals. <laughs> given two. I'm surprised you feel that strongly about the Saints. This makes that game very interesting. We'll be in the room together. I'm coming up there. That's right. If you haven't remember, if you haven't forgotten. Yeah. So uh, you got Saints. I got Bengals. Give me your last. Good. Yep. Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it. All right. And then I'm, I'm going to go with, I, I want to go with the Giants, but damn, I'm just scared too. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going to ride those points. I have no faith wow. in Pittsburgh. Wow. I'll go uh, 49ers, Kyle. Given five and a half. You know, the Falcons are undefeated this year against the spread, so they're due to lose. Oh, you're playing Falcons that old thing, win, huh? Or no, 49ers win <laughs> by more than five and a half. Oh, All right, give I me hope your, Shanahan give me your, uh, screws you. Prison. I hope Folsom he screws prison. you. Give I got to call give me, him give me tell the him one to screw team you. No I, I'm what. taking the, Rams, the Steelers. The Rams. Steelers will lose, guaranteed. So you got the Bucks. The Bucks, you got right. the Bucks. I think you got the Bucks. Yeah, who do you Next got? time, enjoy the games. Bucks? Okay, see ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.